This is Tennessee Talks with United States Congressman Tim Burchett. Hello, I'm Congressman Tim Burchett, and welcome back to another episode of Tennessee Talks. I'm really pleased about our guest today. I'm joined by Knox County Mayor Glenn Jacobs. And Glenn played football and basketball at Northeast Missouri State University, where he earned a bachelor's degree in English literature. Um, you know, I was the captain of the 1982 Beard High School football team. We went five and five. It was a rebuilding year. You might have heard of me. <laughs> uh, of course, he, uh, he began his wrestling career in 1992 and joined World Wrestling Entertainment in 1995. He's a three-time world champion and was inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame in 2021, which I think is incredibly badass. Um, and he took on the esteemed position, I guess it's esteemed because I used to be. That's right, man. I, yes. I, might, I might have to look that word up when I get off here and make sure that's, that's something good. Um, Knox County Mayor in 2018, where he's been serving ever since. And I know your, uh, your father was in the military, and I got to meet him at your original swearing-in. And, uh, and I want to thank you, Glenn, for joining me today. Um, I, you know, being a former, former mayor, I guess it's just... Day, there's, it's, it's, it's something new. It just seems like there's no there, there's no playbook on this thing. You know, you just it, it just goes. Uh, some days it goes crazy, and then other days it just smooth, and, and you can't you can't predict it. But mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot about everything else in Knox County. I just um, it's a, of course it's a great place to live and raise a family. Um, what do you think makes Knox County what it is today? I think obviously it's the people. I, I grew up in the Midwest, about two hours north of St. Louis. Midwesterners and Southerners are a lot alike. And if you Y'all travel, just talk funny. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we do up there. <laughs> um, but if you travel the country, you, you find out that people are different in different places. And uh, we're, we're very friendly. Um, I think there's a sense of community here. Anytime that something bad happens, like you have the wildfires down in Sevier County, I mean, people step up. Folks down there literally had to tell people quit bringing stuff. Quit bringing stuff. Because yeah, we got to see it. It's amazing. I remember when the, the fires up yeah. in, around Gatlinburg and they finally just, yeah. the, the Baptist Church has started cranking out and they've got these yeah. non emergency response teams. And, uh, and that's, that's, that never surprises me. Yeah. Never, I remember yeah. when, uh, the pres- when President Trump flew in to Middle Tennessee and he said, I flew in there expecting all these people with their hands out. I fly in, all I see is these blue tarps over. And, yeah. and people helping other people, and he said it was just—it was amazing. Yeah. But you know, people need to get need to get out, and, and that's why people keep coming here. This business and industry is here. You know, yes. I was—we and I have had this conversation before. But when when I was when I was mayor, you know, they bring in some team, and and they'd say, "Oh, we need to take them to this fancy restaurant or this spot." I said, "No, man. Well, take them down to Rides Cafeteria. God rest its soul. Of course, it's not there anymore. But take them to places you and I go to Ball Market and meet the people." And, and I think that they, because um, a fellow flying in here on his private jet, we're not going to impress him by, you know, letting him order off right. the menu at the Sizzler, you know what right. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, I, yeah, that's a good answer. Um, and, and, we're, and also, I think being a conservative area, uh, you can see that as an impact. As you were talking about, we're very business friendly, we keep our taxes low, uh, that's attractive to entrepreneurs that want to be able to keep the money. I mean, businesses come here to make money. Exactly. You know, right? yes. That's kind of the surprise yes. of some of these, these, these folks that, that have it's all these shocking, right? Yeah. You're, you're in a capitalist society where profit is, uh, is a motivating factor. Um, 
But, you know, all of those things, I think, really make us a special place. And it's pretty wild now, man, when I have to leave Tennessee, I get a little, uh, I get a little nervous and I can't wait to get home because it just seems like, especially through the pandemic, uh, it's really, there's a spotlight on differences between different areas of the country. And uh, I like it here because I think people think like I do, like you do, uh, and there's a lot of places around the country they don't. Yeah. So this is truly home for me now. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that pretty much answered my next question about the how we're working to keep Knox County a business-friendly environment. I think it's, uh, you know, it's just the bureaucracy is always the enemy. It's always the enemy. And it's, it's the federal government. I mean, it's just layer upon layer. And, of course, now, even so far, post-COVID, it's not like it still won't even show up for work. You know, you're trying to get a hold of one of your alphabet agencies, and, uh, and literally it's taken almost a year to get some responses from some folks. And as a congressman, that's, that's – uh, Citizen, what do they do? Right. You know, they get, they'll get, I'll tell you what will happen. They get their butt dropped, taken into court because they, you know, they haven't paid their taxes or something where they can't get a damn answer on yeah. stuff. But anyway, I'm, and I know you're disgusted with that system as much as I do. Well, yeah, and, and locally, what we try to do is uh, even with stuff like our codes and, and those sort of uh, departments, um, our philosophy is trying to help people through the regulatory maze instead of playing gotcha. In a lot of places, it's gotcha. You know, oh, you guys messed up, you gotta stop your project, start all the way over. We wanna, we wanna help people from beginning through the process so they don't have any surprises and we don't change the rules on them partway through. Uh, I, I think that's important, of course, uh, with taxes and, and keeping taxes low is, is vitally important. Um, I really just think it's the attitude that you have, whether you believe that businesses are the backbone of the economy, especially small business, or you believe the government is the backbone of society and should just be giving everybody money. I agree with you. I think that's, that goes down to your, my core philosophy. Um, after after your wrestling career in WWE, what what sparked you to run for mayor? Was it the fact that I messed things up? <laughs> At a temporary bout of insanity is what I always say. Um, no, I, I've had a wonderful life. Uh, when I was a little kid, if you'd have told me that I'd have been able to travel the world and be blessed and do all this great stuff and cool stuff. And um, I would have said no way. And I look at other people uh, who started much more humble beginnings than I ever will. And they do truly great things. And you're like, man, how's that possible? And I think the reason is because you have the freedom in our country to do that. Uh, and freedom to fail. Freedom to fail. That, that's, that's actually one of the most important freedoms you can have. Um, but is as long as you're willing to use your talents and work hard, there's an opportunity that you're gonna be able to do what you want with your life. And that's not the case everywhere around the world. That certainly hasn't been the case throughout history. So for me, it was just a matter of trying um, to do what I could to ensure that my grandkids especially would also have those kind of opportunities. And now, who are all those folks that you're swearing in? What's that? Who are all those folks that you're swearing? Were those grandkids up on the two, Yeah, two grandkids. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I couldn't. I was saying, you, you're, you're not there yet, man. But no. uh, and I know you love Isabel, but trust me, the grandkids, if I could have just gone straight to them. I would have gone straight to them. I said, Dad, said, Your mom and Dad said, I should have skipped y'all. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Those gray hairs. Yep. Um, tell me, what, what have y'all been working on? I, don't, I know there's you have things that you can't comment on because of 
you know, business and things like that are coming in, but is there something that you could talk about that y'all have been working on lately here in Knoxville? Yeah, there's, there's a couple things, you know, um, big project close to your heart uh, with CTE and skilled uh, trades. Uh, and I appreciate you getting into that. Yeah, every time I hear you talk about it, I think, that's, yes, because we've got to get the trades or where it's at. And yes, yeah. I just can't focus on that enough. And I was, I know I'm supposed to be talking to you, but um, I remember when I was mayor, and I think it was the Ford dealers, and they told me that you know he could find me a dozen diesel mechanics right now. Yeah, hire. and it wasn't these are weren't some minimum wage jobs. These are basically if you'd gone to the school and and you're still trainable and you weren't on drugs and would show up, you got a career. A good day. Yeah, I'd say they can good day. I'd do it all over again. I'd be a welder. Yeah, because I, I show up for work and I'm, I'm, I don't do drugs and um, I can work anywhere in the country. Yeah, literally. Or in the world, actually. Yeah. I know people that go to China and other places um, in the past. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, 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 that's good. We're uh, working on opening and should open within the next month uh, what we're calling the Start Center, which is the Skilled Trades Academy and Regional Training Center, which is uh, working with. Um, the Associated Village of Contractors, a trade association, yeah. uh, so that people can essentially get an accelerated route uh, with apprenticeships in the building trade, like masonry and carpentry and electrical. Right. We're also hoping that, uh, that schools uh, will utilize that facility for some of their students that don't have access to CT classes. You know, when I was in high school, I don't know about you, you only had, we called it shop, which was mm -hmm. my major actually, technological and mobile education. But the um, but before, like in the seventies, there was a class that literally during the summer would build a house, and there was yeah. still the, the the equipment down in, in one of the um, the storage areas at, at, at Bearden High School, and um, I mean it was amazing the stuff that they had done, and then they quit doing it, and then we we've sort of gotten uh, you know this arrogance about us that all these kids are going to go to college, Dad, no, you're not going to go to college, and, yeah. and, and, and there's and there's nothing wrong with that, you know my. My wife's oldest son, and he's trained to be an electrician, and it's a great career because he can work, because he's working his butt off now, but he can work just any, any and everywhere. And you know, every every job in this area for those folks is filled. Mm -hmm. and, yes. and, it, and it'll continue that way for some time because there's just, uh, if you drive by down Kingston Pike or anywhere and see a sign that says, help wanted, starting off at 15 an hour, and then they can't get anybody. Yeah. Yeah, there's something like for every four skilled tradespeople that leave the workforce, there's only one person there to take their place no in the trades. Yeah. Wow. So it's a huge opportunity. I always tell this story. In my own life, I have one brother and one sister. My sister is an academic superstar, graduated top of the class, yeah. worked at NASA, she's a rocket scientist. I and she got a PhD in history. Oh, scientists. yeah. Whole deal, right? My brother was had dyslexia and had a lot of issues just academically. Yeah. Very smart guy, uh, but he just didn't like book learning. And he liked to work with his hands. Luckily, there was a, uh, a tri-county Votech Center where there was a high school for multiple counties. He went there for a while, then he uh, went and lived with my grandmother down in St. Louis and went to a trade school. Uh, learned auto mechanics. Really, really gifted, right? Um, does very well. If it's got moving parts, Dude can figure out how to what's wrong with it, take it apart, put it back together again. My sister's got a PhD, is a rocket scientist. I'm not sure she put gas in her car all the time. Right? <laughs> and that's the thing we, yeah. but they're both successful. Yeah. 
but I would never go to my sister if my car was messed up. <laughs> so we need those people. Everybody. There's a mechanic out there where I live, and he had a sign out in the shop. You know, it's a mechanic shop. And I and I <clears throat> drove by the other day, and the sign wasn't there. And I went back, and I thought maybe he was sick or quit or whatever. And he said, "Man, I'm just too covered up." He yeah. said, "I can't. I, I had to take the sign down because I've got I've got three bays and, and six cars waiting to get in." Yeah. You know, and so I. Start out now, out of high school, and become a plumber. You could make more money than a general practitioner, doctor could, because you know the doctor goes X number of years after school. He's got to pay off the loan. Right. Basically, a plumber can start out with the tools on his back and go, and then start his little business, and then because then you're always it's, it's recession and depression proof. Yeah. Because I can tell you when when Mama was yelling at me about a, about a commodo blowing, it's Let's fix it right now, yeah. man. Right That's now, good. and of course, she actually fixes most of that stuff herself. And I'm not there. She's pretty, pretty good about that. But I'm glad y'all are focusing on the trades. I just said for this area, it is, is so needed. And they tell me, you know, in Nashville, I've, I haven't been to Nashville in a while. I went back, and it's just like, wow, these skyscrapers. But they say they'll, they'll offer somebody a dollar an hour, a, a more at a site. That's exciting. Um, I wonder what what is what does this area look like in the future to you? If, if you could, um, I, I know I'm afraid the way it's going in some areas, but I'm the way you would like to see it. We have this is a great place to live, and I think um, a lot of it is. Well, you chose to live. I did. Yeah, I did. Yes, and uh, and I wouldn't live anywhere else. And you know, so much of it is, I think that we are the right size and. There's stuff to do, but we still do have that hometown charm. We really do, um, and I know a lot of folks look at Nashville and what's happening in Nashville, and it's just—it's for me, it's too much. You know, it's like golly, man, it's almost sensory overload um, when I'm over there. Um, so, you know, that's—you're you're right. I mean, that—that's not where we should be going. To me, it's—and um, that's frankly, we, we can't go that there anyway. Um, to me, we need to make sure that. You know, the companies that are recruiting uh, fit as far as high-paying jobs, that's what we would like to see. We talk about jobs, but it's high-paying jobs with good careers. Um, I think so. a lot of that is uh, ensuring that our, our education system is producing a technically competent workforce, and that will take care of a lot, take care of a lot of those stuff. Um, then, you know, when we're dealing with growth, we have to do it in a smart way that um, what we've seen in parts of the county is just, and you see it around the country, is just that sprawl everywhere. Um, and we'd like to see it you know, more confined with like town center models like we have at a North Shore Town Center as opposed to just single family all over the place. I like that. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Um, at this point, I hate to do this because I'm always afraid I'm going to get popped, but um, <clears throat> I'm supposed to ask you if, if there's anything that you want to ask me. Oh man, um, <laughs> uh, 
not about relationships or anything. I, you know, I, I, that's kind of, I have to keep that kind of private. It's working pretty good for me. Um, how do you deal with the frustrations of Washington, D.C. and the fact that, you know, coming from being a functional at, at the state and then at, at a county level where I believe both of those you can actually get some stuff done that you want to do then you go to Washington it's all polarized yep. in normal times and yep. now it's even worse uh, and, and, and being in the minority you're conservative Republican and frankly yeah. even a lot of Republicans up there yeah. aren't very conservative not very, yeah. so I mean, how, how do you deal with that well um, I pray a lot but I also um, you know, 16 years in the legislature is a balanced budget state. And I tell people that I'm on the national news. I said we need to be more like Tennessee. And, you know, it's always the, the backwoods redneck uh, thing that they think. But the reality is it's a balanced budget state. You know, you go to Georgia and they dump a load of asphalt and they're, they'll be paying on it for 15 years. In Tennessee, they dump, dump a load of asphalt and earn 40 or 75. It's paid for. It's a beautiful system. Um, and we, uh, uh, you know, and then county level we got some things done we were able to do some things build some schools reduce spending kind of stuff in a, during a good time and then you get to Washington and I, I had somebody said the biggest surprise I had up there was I wasn't surprised I, I, I literally have to um, I'll, I'll, I'll get on my phone and watch YouTube videos just you know if you need somebody to jack up your uh, your foundation on your house or build an Adobe house or something like that I'm your guy I know all about it rebuild your Lamborghini transmission I'm your guy seen the video but um, and that crazy clay ball right there that's called a Dora Dango I dug that clay out of my backyard uh, during COVID and uh, it's just and it's, it's really hand formed there's a process you do and I, and I made that crazy thing and um, you know just by watching but he picked it up it's like a, it's a solid piece of clay Tennessee clay and I and you hand polish it and just it's, um, it's really yeah I made that I'll make you one Thanks. If you, I, I'm not giving you that. That's my original one. I gave one to Judge Haggerty. It's in his office. Oh, cool. But I, can you put some holes in mine? I can make a bowling ball. Yeah, exactly. But um, uh, you, it's all right. It ain't, no, it ain't enough. But Isabel and I, we do crazy stuff like that all the time. But um, you know, and I, because people will call me and say, "Hey, did you see? Did you see Speaker Pelosi or Adam Schiff on this thing? I mean, are you watching?" I said, "Dude, I got the live version. I don't need to yeah. see." And, uh, and I, I try to make friends um, with folks you would consider enemies, Maxine Waters. You, you find common grounds, like Maxine Waters, for instance. Um, her husband was a pro football player, and he played with Jim Brown, who I'm a big fan of, because he's like one of the few, I think he's the only guy in two um, sports halls of fames, football and lacrosse. People don't realize he was a federal lacrosse player at Syracuse. So I knew that, and so I thought talking to Maxine about it, and she and I are just become, she comes back and gives me high fives and we always joke, say, hey, it's on C-SPAN, it's gonna kill both of us back home. <laughs> and, and Pelosi has a granddaughter named Isabel. So she always asks, hey, how's my Isabel doing? You know, because she met her at the swearing in. And it's just, in relationships, the other day, the Democrats were, other night, actually trying to speak in a minute about it. It's two o'clock in the freaking morning. And so I, you know, my um, uh, idealistic self, I stayed up to debate. And there I was debating Adam Schiff on a minute. And he comes over and shakes my hand afterwards. And all the Democrats are like, what's going on? And they don't even like him. And the Republicans are going, what the heck's going on? Because they don't like him. You know, and, and so, um, and, and I said, you know, we, we started talking about composting. I knew something about it. I used to be in it. And, 
area of California where he has a real problem with it. So I, I gave him some pointers one day walking up. I, I read something about it. And so that's how I deal with it. And um, it's, a, it's a crazy, I, I'm still frustrated though. I mean, I watch spend the billions and billions, well, trillions now of money that we don't have. We send it to people we don't trust and then we expect them to do right and then they steal it from us and we like, and the, but the problem is, Glenn, is that it's, you know, we're voting on something and then you see what happens a couple years later. And I asked one time, I asked the committee chairman, I said, uh, or ranking member Republican, I said, okay, if we get in power, do we have a plan to dismantle all this? And he said, well, you know, the trouble is once it gets in, in place. And then uh, Don Young, God rest his soul, was a congressman from Alaska who recently passed away, longest serving member of Congress at the time. He told me, he said, Tim, go over here. He liked old country music and I did too. We just, I found out, we were at this thing and they were playing some crappy old music. And I said, that ain't country music. And I went up and, and requested some Johnny Paycheck or something and they finally played it and he's like, you like that? I said, yeah, that's my, I requested it. And, and, and he said, um, um, he said to me, he said, the way you stop it is you cut the funding and it can stay on the books, but you just cut funding and it goes away and so I, I, I hope I can find some like-minded folks to do that and you're right we've got folks in our own party that will spend just as much as the Democrats do because what they do is they put this huge bill in well I'm against it I'm against it and they say well you know we've got your uh, we got your ballpark funded over here we've got your 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 fences for your for your you know your interstates or something and uh, and they and, and I, it's corrupt I mean, how can somebody make 76% return on an investment day after day after day after day? I mean, it, it's corrupted, but it's legal. It's legal corruption. So, you know, it's just a, it's a very frustrating thing. I pray for our country because we're going to lose everything. You know, your dad fought for and my dad fought for and, and um, we're trying to hold on to. But uh, anyway. That's uplifting. I've had too much coffee. I I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for being here, Glenn, and um, and thank you for what you do for Knox County. You've been a great mayor, and uh, I hope to um, see you on the on the ballot in another position someday. Just hopefully not running against me. <laughs> don't, but, worry, don't worry about that. No, right, we're good. We're good. But I hope you continue doing what you're doing. It's after you're doing some outstanding work, and I appreciate you what you're doing with the trades. Um, I'm Congressman Tim Burchett. I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Tennessee Talks. And as always, I appreciate you all sending me here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tennessee Talks. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Keep up with Congressman Burchett by following Rep. Tim Burchett on Twitter and Instagram and Congressman Tim Burchett on Facebook and YouTube.